You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. It is I, Jeff Ellis, formerly of Scout, formerly of 24-7. Now, all of this podcast on today's show... We're going to look at uh, something that has been traditionally a favorite of things I do during the offseason, and I just haven't had as much of a chance to do it. We're going to go through, at this point in the year, when we are well into camps, and uh, look at who the top free agent available is at each position. We're going to make an all-free agent team. We're going to talk about the game today, and our second segment, and our third segment. I'm going to go against everything I stand for. Which, uh, you know, we, we're two games in, definition of short sample size, and it is spring training no less, which is, you know, I have been on record as saying is very much uh, not valuable at all for player uh, evaluation. And I'm going to spend the third segment talking about how spring training doesn't matter until it does, and why in this case there is a reason to have some excitement after two games uh there's a specific player uh, i want to talk about and we'll i'll explain why everything that's going on i mean it still really doesn't mean anything but because again spring training small sample size at the same time i think as a fan you have a right to be excited by what we're seeing uh in one player's performance and i'll get into that in the third segment of the show so that is a tease ahead so i went over to sport track I always say it wrong. It's not Sport Track, uh, Spot Rack. You know, you think I know the site that I go to all the time because it's so reliable for uh, salary stuff. And I went down a bit of a rabbit hole because when I was looking at free agents, one, I saw Chase Vallot, who I I really liked as a draft prospect. He went to Kansas City, and there's part of me that this today goes, you know, maybe if he got somewhere else. <laughs> like, Kansas City's development, eh. uh, big power at the catcher position. And then I went down the other one when I looked at that list and I saw James Lowry. I'm like, that can't be the same guy who was former Indians prospect. It is indeed. He uh, he was still catching as of 2019. In 2030, uh, the 2030, that's not right. In 2020, he was set to be a coach with the Nationals. Everything went awry. I don't know what's going to happen to him. Catcher. This is always the position when I go into any of these lists where you're like, oof. Most picked over. That's that's just the way it is. Tyler Flowers, Matt Weeders, you know, pick your poison there. I think they're pretty clearly the top end of this crop. Uh, John Ryan Murphy's always someone I've kind of liked, but at some point you have to go. He's thirty. It hasn't come together. It's it's not going to come together. Moving over to first base, this is typically where you see value, right? This is the position where there's always a few extra bats. Eric Thames wasn't great last year, and he's getting older. He's 34. Ryan Braun, I think, could still be successful for someone. Uh, I'm I'm going to take Braun here. Uh, you know, there's Ryan Healy, Kevin Cron, and some bigger names at the top of this. Uh, a lot of people like Connor Joe over the years. Chris McGinnis, I believe, was that first baseman whose name I couldn't remember when we were talking to the Indians in the Rule 5 draft. So, hey, the Indians could go add him if they wanted. 
but yeah, I think it is pretty clear when you look at this list. Ryan Braun is the first baseman of choice. And if you're curious about who I, I'm, I'm going flowers over weeders at catcher, if I didn't quite say, but uh, very close all in all. Second base. Didn't Howie Kendrick retire? He's currently listed as kind of their high guy relative on here, but I, I thought he retired. Other names of note, Ryan Goins, Logan Forsyth, kind of up there near the top of this list. Gosh, Levi Michael. I liked him a lot when he was coming out of UNC. Ronnie Rodriguez, former Indians prospect, had some interesting games with the, the Tigers. I'm probably at this point going to go with Goins. Um, I mean, there's not much there. Let's be honest. Second base is extremely picked over at this point in time. I think he is probably the one I'm most likely to be intrigued in if I'm a team looking at that position. But, I mean, picked over is, is the theme of a day when you're looking at who's left in March. Third base. This is one of the more interesting groupings to me. I mean, one, I love the fact that they have Josh Vitters on this list. Uh, for those who don't know... Fifth, sixth overall pick, Chicago Cubs. I don't even know if he ever made it to the big leagues. Uh, Mike Olt, another uh, prospect who didn't get there. They have Pablo Sandoval here, but I thought he signed an incentivative contract with someone. Uh, Yangvare Solar Solarte, I feel like there still could be something left. Jed Goyorko uh, has his uses. Eric Sogard is a utility guy, but, I mean, Mikhail... I'm going to say his name, I'm probably wrong. But Cal Franco was quite good to Kansas City last year. Uh, one of the better performing players by far still available. Easy pick at third base uh, as I'm going through and doing these position by position. Uh, again, if you go and look at the stats, he was he was solid. He was an above average bat at third base. Uh, easy pick. Kind of surprised he's not somewhere. Shortstop. Everything I said about catcher applies here. Uh, if you had any skill at all, you were picked up by someone. I mean, you want to talk of the names listed high. Uh, Denny Hetcheveria, who's been a utility at best. Dawa Lugo, who the Tigers have up the middle needs, and they didn't hold on to him. Uh, Ruben Tejada, Ahari Adarizana. Who? I mean, for some of these guys, I kind of look at them like that. The names at the top, particular, and I'm like, I don't know which. You know, Ryan Jackson was a really good defender a few years ago. I don't know if this defense is held up. Carlos Rivero, I see that name with Arizona, and it makes me wonder if that is the Carlos Rivero who was like a top four, top five overall prospect with the Indians at one point in time. Uh, a young kid came up quickly through the system, and. You know, there's always the thought that he would hit for power, and it just has never come together. So let's let's do a let's take a second and go down the rabbit hole and see if Carlos Rivero is indeed that same one who I mean, 33 years of age. That seems about right. I have to be honest. I was a huge fan of his. Uh, that's part of the reason that I'm kind of like, let's go back and look. Uh, this Carlos Rivero played in four games in 2014 in the majors with Boston, so he did get a cup of coffee and. He is with Arizona now, and it is the same one who came up in Cleveland system. And, I mean, he's playing in, uh, let's see, in 2019. Well, he is not, at least the Mexican League is AAA. I, I don't think that's really AAA. Uh, he hasn't played with a big league team since 2017, but 
Uh, he's he's still playing baseball. Gosh, I was six foot three, shortstop, power potential. Some some looking back uh, at prospects I liked that uh, didn't hit. Carlos Rivero, I'm putting him there just because of no. I I honestly, end of the day, Echeverria I know can at least handle the position defensively. Yowza, that's that's a not great situation. Outfield, I'm just gonna look at all outfielders. Uh, Josh Reddick. I mean, the, the obvious one is Jackie Bradley Jr. is your center fielder. We can just start there and then build outside. Uh, Cespedes, Reddick, Nick Markakis. I believe Alex Gordon retired. Domingo Santana went to Korea, I want to say, or Japan. Terrence Gore is signed with someone. Uh, I mean, there's always the... Oh, man, Joey Butler and Zach Walters. Let's, let's talk some more old-timey Indians names there. Uh, going further down this list. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, Cal- Colin Cowgill, uh, some more former Indians love. Uh, no mention of... Oh, blanking moment. Mine just shut down. <laughs> uh, oh, this is bad. Um one second here. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have brain farts and your your mind goes away. And if you were screaming Yasel Puig at your uh, your podcasting device, you're correct. I was thinking of Puig, who is not listed. As I'm going through and just looking at this list uh, again, kind of looking at at just the basic projection. Uh, I guess you go Cespedes, Rad, uh, Reddick, Bradley Jr. Maybe you consider Marquez for the other spot, and if you're like, well, then who's your DH? I think you go back to to third base for that, as you know, you you Franco is not the best defender. You could shift him to that position, and then consider someone like Gayorko or Sogard for that position. Before we dive into pitching, we're gonna switch things up a bit. Uh, let's talk about one of our fantastic sponsors, RockAuto.com. I. <laughs> Recently had to go and uh, the joys of buying a car. And let me tell you, when you go to buy a car, uh, they want to nickel and dime you to death. If you want to avoid being nickeled and dimed, that's exactly why you go to rockauto.com. There's no pressure. There's none of that stuff. You just, you go knowing the part you need, you look it up, and you find a great deal. Remember when you go to rockauto.com, you want to tell them that you heard about us through the Locked On Podcast Network. Tell them Locked On. Tell them Locked On MLB. Tell them Locked On Indians. Some form of locked on to let them know their advertising money was well spent. Remember, Rock Auto is just a, it's a tool for you. You can always make sure you are getting a good deal on your car p- parts and pieces, and you're going to see that Rock Auto saves you money long term. RockAuto.com. Let them know that we sent you. In addition, uh, if you are someone who reads Peter King's Friday morning or in a, I don't know, whatever it stands for nowadays. One of the people he quoted in there today with the tweet was Peter Bukowski of Locked On Today. If you want to get all of your breaking news, Locked On Today, hosted by that same Peter Bukowski, is the place to go. So let's uh, let's finish this fun talk of uh, best available players. Talk some pitching uh, for this secondary segment. I should have known I couldn't fit it all in in one. And then we'll come back around and talk about the spring training game and then specifically uh, a player performance that's standing out early, uh, which probably works the best. If I was being honest, a player performance after two games for the entire third segment. Eh, 
Uh, it wouldn't have been ideal. Uh, I guess, you know, I was thinking about the whole lineup thing, and I totally forgot about Edwin Encarnacion. Again, someone might be yelling. Now, he was pretty awful last year, and he is 38. But relative to, you know, other players out there on the market uh, and relative to, you know, putting someone like Sogard at third base, you're probably better with Franco and then Edwin at DH. Let's, let's be honest there. Let's run over to starting pitching. This is surprisingly, you know, the, the issue all along was the lack of depth in the starting pitching market. Led to a lot of trades and a lot of movement, but, you know, there's players out there on this market. It is an interesting group still right now. Jeff Samarja, the Shark. Cole Hamels. Now, Hamels, I believe, ended up not pitching at all last year. Mike Leake, who I believe also opted out of last year. Rick Porcello, Annabelle Sanchez, and Jake Odorizzi kind of stands out. Uh, he is up there with Jackie Bradley Jr. Those are probably the top two free agents left on the market. Did I mention Brad Peacock? I've liked him for a while. He's always performed solidly. Ivan Nova can eat innings. Not going to be good innings, but he can do it. Um, I, I always thought Jared Eckhoff would be more than he is. Uh, they list Andrew Triggs as a starter. Former Indians draft pick, if you're not familiar. I really wanted them to sign him. He's kind of bounced around a bit. But uh, he's had some good moments as a reliever. They also have Tyler Kolick listed. Now, I immediately, at first I was thinking of a reliever, but I'm like, wait a second. Is that the former number two overall pick in the draft? Who, yeah, who kept blowing his arm out? And this is where, you know, you always have to... Kolick had a huge arm. Talk was that, like, that's who the Tigers wanted, and they settled on Matt Manning. And now Kolick is a free agent, has been unable to stay healthy, struggled to develop. I mean, let's see, total innings pitched in the minors that's a steamer prediction there but I mean gosh since 2015 he's pitched under 40 total innings it's it's sad in that degree like it's just but there were there were concerns at the time and second overall pick in 2014 man sorry this is uh if you did not expect me to digress when I'm looking at a list of players you just I don't know you don't you don't know me at all. And you'll never ever ever know me. Um I, I hate myself too. It's okay. That that's it's if you're shaking your head at the podcast right now. I totally get it. Uh Jake Odorizzi, Jeff Samarja, Mike Leak, Rick Barcello, and then I'm gonna take Brad uh Peacock as as the five. Cole Hamels and Annabelle Sanchez on the outside looking in. Um, why that particular group? I mean, healthy Odorizzi is still, he's 31. He was really good two years ago. Samarja has been up and down, but he, control type. Uh, he's home run prone, but he's always limited his walks. I feel like that's a profile that ages well. Mike Leake is just steady. He's never going to be great. He's never going to be terrible, but I, He's still, I th- I would bet on him as a reliable 4-5. Like, if you're a team that needs a back-end starter, 
at this point in time, can you, can't you get Mike Leake for like $5 million? Like the fact he's still out there is kind of amazing. Rick Porcello, I don't really know what he did with the Mets. I have the feeling it wasn't great, and that's why he's available still. But, I mean, when we're talking who's left, I think he makes that list. And then they have relief pitchers and closers. Man, Roberto Asuna is a free agent. I'm not adding him just on the principles of it. Um, I, you know, we didn't talk about it a bit ago. How about Tyler Clippard again, getting signed, former Indian, uh, to a contract? I'm trying to remember. Was it with Arizona? Uh, he got a few million, but you know, he was good for the Twins last year. After he was good for the Indians, like he has been, uh, he he's been good, <laughs> like. There's a lot of people who are not Clippard fans, and there were points where like he was supposed to be the next big thing as a closer, and that didn't necessarily come together for him. But I was trying to see. You know, he saved 32 with the Nationals and then 19, came up with New York. But you come to these past few years, Cleveland, you know, two, uh, ERA is a flawed stat, let's be honest, but when you're looking at some of the other things there, the 9.3 strikeout, 2.2 walk, 2.9 ERA. I know it's flawed, but still there. And then with the Twins, 277 ERA, nine strikeouts per nine, 1.4 walks. Like, dude's getting up there, but it's still extremely productive. The Diamondbacks did go out and sign him. They're the team, I was right, who uh, pwned up to sign the... Freshly turned 36-year-old reliever. $2.25 million in a mutual option for 2022. Guy stayed effective. Um, just never uh, missed our chance to talk about old friend alert on the show. Uh, Shane Green stands out. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Clippard I got on because I saw Dave Robertson's name. I, you know, former Yankees guys. They have Darren O'Day here, but I'm pretty sure he signed. I've often liked uh, Juan Nicosia. Trevor Cahill, man, if he could have stayed healthy. Edison Volquez is here, but I thought someone had signed him. God, Rex Brothers. I thought he was going to be a solid reliever. Tyler Thornburg. Jesse Biddle. Um, Thomas Ashelman. He was Shane Bieber in college before Shane Bieber. Like, that was in terms of just the walk rate and the control and, like, the about the same level of fastball. I mean, Bieber, they were able to get uh, and develop more, but just an interesting name to see there. C.C. Lee. Ooh, man. Blast from the past there. You just kind of keep going through these lists and see name upon name upon name of uh, failed prospects and or old friend alerts. Uh, Let's... Okay, well, Robertson, Green. Those are easy. Jose Alvarez, I've often liked. That gives three... Uh, pretty easy players to put in your pen. I'm just going to look and see what's listed at the closer position because, again, they like to break these up on here and not put them all together. And when you go over to closer... Oh, oh no, they did keep it together because Asuna is the only one listed. I'm not touching Asuna with the 10-foot pole. That's just me. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Do I have to pick more guys? Uh, Robertson, Green, Alvarez... Juan Nicosia, it's a, it's a thing. Like I look at Rick Ryan, 
Butcher, Butcher a few years ago was really valuable as a loogie, but he just doesn't hold up anymore. Um, should we go for Tyler Olsen? I mean, it's it's not a strong grouping at this point in time. That should come as no surprise. I, I, we'll go Trevor Cahill. I don't know. It's just me going into no name. So there we go. That is what is left in free agency. That gives you an idea of what is out there. Uh, before we get into the final segment here on the show, uh, I think it's very clear that you have Jake Odorizzi, Jackie Bradley Jr., and then... Uh, let's take a quick break for our sponsor, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. College baseball as well. Bet Online covers awards, TV, and reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, props on anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's your best place to bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook excerpt. Excerpts? No, experts. <laughs> Remember to use the promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus. And to hype one more show on the network, uh, go back and listen to my talk with RM on the Lindor deal. And he is the host of Lockdown Prospects. That is the best way I can really tell you to go just listen to him talk about uh, something related to the Indians. And you'll see good dude, good stuff. Check out Lockdown Prospects today. So let's talk about this Indians game. Uh, important stuff. Shane Bieber, what a bum. Let's just cut him. I, I know there's someone out there. Another two strikeouts for Nolan Jones. Uh, the guy's overrated. Uh, please note the mock sarcasm in these statements. Uh, it's These games don't matter. You know, it was the old line on uh, whose line is it anyway. The points are made up and the score doesn't matter. That That's spring training. But it's fun for a chance to see you know Ahmad Rosario. See Bobby Bradley hit a fourth run or fourth, fourth inning home run off of uh, someone who's going to spend the year in AAA or uh, the odd... Franmil Reyes triple. That's right. If you missed it, Franmil Reyes had a triple. Shane Bieber had a struggle in this one. Uh, gave up three runs over one and two-thirds innings. You had your pen by committee come out. Scott Moss also struggled. But a lot of innings for a lot of pitchers in there. Uh, Bieber. Kirk McCarthy, I believe, is who that is. Nick Wick, Renfield Maton, Blake Parker. Emmanuel Classe, DJ Johnson, and Scott Moss. Talked about how yesterday the Royals, I believe it's the Royals are facing yesterday as well. No, it was the Reds. The Reds were not using a major league pitching staff, while the Royals weren't using a major league pitching staff today. Um, Han could be part of their pen, but a lot of guys they don't expect to really see. I mean, Kowar is going to spend some time in the majors this year. Um, in terms of the Kansas City at least they had a fun lineup. I've been a Nicky Lopez fan for a while. Bobby Witt, Carlos Santana, Jorge Solar, Michael Rivera, Michael Rivera, Michael Tyler, Eddie Rivera, combining their fifth and sixth hitters into one. Kyle Isabel, Cam Gallagher, and then Jeff Heath, maybe? Is that the outfielder's name? I could be totally wrong there. But, you know, it's... It's fun to see the players. It's fun to see some of the prospects, to see the Will Bensons. You know, Brian Levestito, who I've been talking up on the show, goes over 2 with a strikeout. But it was maybe a chance for 
many of you out there to see George Valera and Ryan La Vestida for the first time. Uh, I've talked him up a bunch on the show. So it's, it's stuff like that, I think, that makes this interesting. But what really makes it interesting, what makes this so far fun to check out, and the point where it is a small sample size, and it is spring training, but we can put a butt in. Are you guys watching Gabriel Arias? If you listen to the podcast, you know I am 100% that he was the star of that deal. He is who the Indians targeted. He is who the Indians wanted. Uh, a 19-year-old in high A who performed very well, had 65-grade power, 70-grade defense, 40-grade bat. That was a, Could he make enough contact? Now, the talk was if you saw him that year and you got to see him, he was making adjustments at a feverish pace and... You know, there were those who thought he was one of the biggest helium prospects to watch coming into 2020. Well, then we don't have any minor league uh, season. The Indians loved him. And yes, it's five at-bats. He is five for five. He is hitting the ball well. And why is this important? One, there are people who, you know, just don't think he could handle the bat. That he was going to struggle to be a 40-grade hitter. So... Coming up, and yes, he has mostly faced guys who are going to be in AAA, but still, 21-year-old kid who's never played above high A, hitting the ball as well as he has is a very positive thing. And this is the rare time where I'm like, that you can take something away from spring training because this isn't a AA kid. This isn't a AAA kid who has faced competition uh, you know, similar to some of what they get to face in these games early on. This is a young kid who was making adjustments at the end of 2019. There was no 2020 and is now facing players much older than him, much more experienced than him. And he's playing really well. At some point this year, he should get his way up to double A if he doesn't start the year there. He's already on the 40 man, undoubtedly a player to watch. And again, two games. He could go like oh for his next 30. You know, anything can happen. But I think you have to be encouraged by seeing a player that young who has never faced competition of this level coming up and playing so well. It doesn't guarantee anything. It doesn't change his profile. To me, you know, I, I think a lot of prospect lists are wrong. I think you have to include him amongst the Indians' top five prospects. And yes, I realize I have not done an Indians top prospect thing uh, this year. Uh, we'll do a show on that. I mean, I've got a lot of time here in March with spring training baseball. We'll unveil an Indians top 30 from my perspective before it's all said and done. But he's one of those players that there is some risk. But as you can see right now in the big leagues with teams needs at shortstop and what teams are running out, Gabriel Arias' defensive and power combo, I mean, the, is the low-end comp Austin Hedges, but is a shortstop? I mean, it, it's weird to maybe do that comp, but that's that's his low-end profile, I think. And then when you go and look at you know, teams jockeying for Jonathan Villar and Jose Iglesias, and you realize the value in what uh, Arias presents to the Indians. So that's that's really it. That's what we're going to talk about today on the show. You know, looking at the what's left in free agency and then talking about it doesn't really matter, but it does matter. 
heavily contradicting uh, as I am, I, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say, that it's an encouraging sign for a player that needs to prove something. That's probably the best way to put it. Uh, it doesn't change anything. It shouldn't change anything. Uh, if it's changing things for people, then they've been doing it wrong all along. What it is is encouraging if you are someone who believes in him, which is something that I have been since the Indians have acquired him. I am Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Indians Podcast. Remember to download daily, rate, and review. All that really helps our show. I, I have to be honest, we fell out of the top 200 last week on iTunes, so uh, help us get back up there. Make sure you are doing your part if you're a fan. Downloading daily is just something simple you can do if you're a, a fan of this podcast to help it out. I have been Jeff Ellis, and as always, well, at least for the next year, go Tribe.